Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning. This is Jake. Our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market, CCA Star, Mainstream Marketing, Boyd's One Stop, and Texas Insider Fishing Report. All right, weather. Let's get it rolling here. Galveston, it's 83 down the island. It's, the monitor here is saying it feels like 99. That doesn't surprise me, though. But anyway, feel like, and it just all feels bad when it's hot. Today, partly cloudy skies, hot, high of 89 in Galveston. Winds south-southwest, 15 to 25. That's a good hairdryer wind. And uh, generally clear tonight, low of 83, south-southwest, 15 to 25. And then for tomorrow, more of the same, mostly sunny skies, high of 89, and hot. And south winds at 10 to 20, so it's going to go due south and lay down about 5 miles per hour. So, oh, man, we are in a rut. I'm just, uh, I don't know what to say about it. Anyway, looking at tides for today, we're on two tides. We have a high coming up at 4.45 a.m. at the Galveston Channel. It's a 1.5. Then we have a low tonight at 8.26 p.m., a negative 0.6. Sunrise, 6.29 a.m., Sunset, 8.21 p.m. Our moon phase is 23%. We're in about a quarter moon. All right, looking at current conditions. Offshore, it's south. Due true, 180. South, 20 to 25 miles per hour. Air temperature, 85. Water temp, 85. Galveston Channel, it's 84 degrees with 88.7 degree water. Southwest at 15 and at Eagle Point, it's 85 degrees with 87-degree water, south-southwest, 15, gusting to 18. And barometric pressure across the board is 29.88 inches and steady. So more of the same. Nothing uh, wish I had better news for you, but that's the way it is. Just uh, hot, windy conditions. All right, let's go over to uh, Sabine Lake, and let's check in with Bill Watkins to see how he's uh, swallowing all this. Bill, what's up, man? Well, uh, <laughs> since I haven't been fishing this week, <laughs> good for I you. guess I'm uh, not <laughs> good worried boy. about what the wind does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Everybody's uh, shut the spigot off, and nobody's wanting to go fishing. Now, I can't figure out why, but uh, maybe it's just too hot. Hot and windy. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a pretty tough combination to have to work through. But it uh, it's funny how that uh, goes in spells. You'll be working like crazy, and then all of a sudden it just goes away for a week. That's well, why. it's uh, good news travels slow, and bad news travels like wildfire. If I hear <laughs> kind of mediocre to bad fishing, they just clam up. 
I think uh, I think folks are having a little bit of trouble paying their bills. You know, and and I've been reading some all this trout stuff all over social media all week on going back to the old limits. And I mean, there is I've never seen so much finger pointing and face slapping and everything. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with it, but you know that comes into play. Everybody, well, there's too many guides, man. They're depleting the resource, and there's you know not enough to go around and not enough customers for all the guides that are in business and all that. It, what if, I never did like this guy very much, but he did make a good quote one time. It's the economy, stupid. <laughs> I know my reins have tightened up a lot in the last couple of years. I mean, that's just part of it. And uh, Yeah. I'm not in that... Uh, one percent. I'm not a one percenter where I can just do anything I want and blow any kind of money I want. You know, it's just the way it is. You got to yeah. roll with the times, and the times are not real good financially for a lot of people right now. Fishing's expensive. No. no, when you have when you have the stock market goes down, 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 that cuts a lot of your retired retired people out of going fishing. Yeah, and then when you have the price of living has gone up so much, and you know we we're behind the eight ball as far as the guide community, we we can't just jump up and raise our rates to where we have to be to survive. Um, it's uh, it's just hard. And you can't you can't charge enough for a fishing trip. To make it worth your while to make a profit and continue buying new equipment, uh, it's uh, <laughs> it gets pretty complicated, man. Yeah, it's like any other business; same thing. Yeah, you've got to you got to adjust or go bust. And uh, you know, I had a young guy ask me one time, "Man, you guys charge a lot." to go fishing what what makes you worth that much money <laughs> compared to the rest of us and i go well it's real simple would you rather guide four days a week for a living and get uh, 750 a trip or run seven days a week for 400 a trip i mean think about it do the math the more you fish the more you ruin and tear up stuff and and it uh plus uh once you get enough years under your belt and you have the experience and expertise, people will pay you for that service because they're That's getting right. big-time knowledge and and uh, ability. So it's, you know, it's, uh, they're so, I mean, you, you, we can run down that rabbit hole for months on <laughs> what's going you sure on, could. you know. Yeah, run in and out of it and around, around the horn and back through the hole and, Sound like we're tying a fishing knot. Well, I, I, I spent there, one of those uh, sites. It really all it was was uh, Texas Saltwater Magazine threw the threw a site out saying, you know, voice your opinion with TPNW on going back to the you know to the old limits, and uh, <clears throat> people didn't bother wasting all their wind and efforts on. You know, opinions to TPNW, they just went ahead and threw their opinions out on that site right there. And I spent about 30 minutes reading all that stuff till I had a, a migraine. And <laughs> it, uh, that, when I read all the replies, and that right there told me that uh, 95% of those fishermen do not know what makes a fishery tick. They, they just don't have a clue. They're not educated about it. They don't. They don't know. They're too busy pointing fingers at guides, uh, non-guides, weekend warriors. I mean, I, I read it and saw it all, and it uh, none of that's the problem. The problem is, is environmental and habitat. I mean, that's the two things that make a you know a fishery click. If if you don't have either or or not a, you know any at all. 
you can't grow fish and produce fish in a fishery that's not compliable to to growth. And then when you throw social media in, because, I mean, how many fish have died uselessly in the last 10 years just so they can you know, throw dead fish on in a picture just so they can get their picture on social media? You know, think about that's that. Right. There's there so many variables. And, it, you know, and I realize these guys are trying to promote their business and everything, but they're, they're uh, I don't know, maybe, are they fishing themselves out of business? I mean, it uh, could be. And I look at the young ones that think this is good. They don't really know what good is. And well, they're content in with it. In Louisiana, they are fishing themselves out of a out of business well and and i saw so many replies on on these sites saying oh man well if you don't like texas limits go to louisiana they got a hell of a fishery over there they got tons of fish yeah they do 12 inches 10 11 and 12 oh, yeah. 13 inches the reason they have those because they hadn't been caught yet <laughs> that's true anything above that number oh. i mean look how they stack them and i and i watch i see all that the numbers of these dead piles of trout every day that are displayed are, you know, it used to be piles of them with the reds. Now it's reds with hardly any trout with them. And in a matter of two or three months that those big numbers of trout have been depleted critically. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's true. All of that is true. Every bit of that factors into it. And uh, these, I saw the deal there that where they were thinking about going back to the old limits on Facebook. And I didn't delve into it because something happened to my, something happened to my cell phone. I couldn't get into it. What was the going back to the old limits proposal? Well, going back to what we had before the emergency action, see down South, South of us. See, that's what I don't understand. Galveston and Sabine at the upper coast stayed the same. Five fish, you know, 15 to 25 with right. one over 25 a day. And down there they okay. went to three trout and uh, a minimum of uh, 17 inches and maximum of uh, 20, 22, just under 23. And you can't yeah. keep anything over 23. And Right. So they were talking about that special limit down south. Right, and That's going back to the original one, and they feel day. like they need more time because they've watched their fisheries rebound, you know, a pretty substantial. Some areas immensely, so other areas just okay. But they, uh, I'd say the majority of the real people that know the fishery, and they want to keep it like it is for another year or two and then rebound really good and then, then go back. And it's... You know, it's. I don't even know how to address this. I mean, we we know because we fish all the time. We've been doing it for years and years, and we've seen. And I've steadily for 15 years now, I've watched our fishery just deteriorate, just decline and decline and decline. And there's no, there's no positivity. You know, just when you think, well, Man, look at all these little fish we have for next year. How long have we been saying that? For a good 10 years now. So, boy, next year is going to be unbelievable, man. This fall is going to be unbelievable. All these 14, 15-inch fish, well, we never quite get there. Then the next year we're saying the same thing. And we're not seeing the – it's like we don't have all those age classes. We've, it's, everything's kind of a runt pond now. There's little ones everywhere. The reason there's all those little ones because they can't be kept yet. What we have left. That's true. Well, you go down there and, you know, you look at Sabine Lake. Sabine Lake is a small fishery in the scheme of things. It's not as big as Galveston Bay at all. No. And, I mean, you pretty well have to section off Galveston Bay to fish. If you're going to fish all of it, you got to you can't just run from the upper Trinity all the way to the back of East Bay. You can, but you're not gonna you're not gonna accomplish much. 
by the time you get there, it's going to be too late. You know, up in the day and all, you know, you can do it, but the feasibility of running from one end to the other is, man, take you 45 minutes to get from one end to the other. Yeah. And, uh, I've done it a I million do times. <laughs> I've done it a million times. <laughs> I, hey, I can do that in in uh, probably 25 or 30 minutes here. I can go from one end of the world to the other. But by the time I get there, it's a gamble. So what I do is I focus on sections. I section the lake off, and I fish it by sections. I can't be going everywhere mop one with my hair on fire and try to catch fish because you got to get you got to get more in tune with the local area that you're trying to fish and you can only go to so many spots in a day and you know because the effect of the tide and the sun coming up and this and that all the variables makes it difficult to fish everywhere you can't just fish everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, a lot of people run too much and they spend too much money on gas and not enough time looking around where they need to be. But there's there's a, a factor that you still got enough people fishing that when the fish get bunched up, they get caught. So if you've got a bunch of fish... And everybody knows where these hot spots are. And social media has put everybody on the yeah on the hole. It has. It's and, uh it's it's made a hell of a tool for uh you don't have to ride around and bird dog anymore. You can just bird dog on social media or have a group of guys that everybody stays in touch where the fish are and they get targeted and hit so hard day in and day out. Let me do this break, Bill. I'll be right back. We'll continue this. Just a minute. All right. All right. Well, the Belleville Meat Market, what a great place to shop and have all your processing needs done. They're easy to find right in downtown Belleville. Look for the big white sign. Their processing facility and meat market are right next door to one another. And this week, they're double featuring double black pepper pecan smoked sausage and cheddar cheese pecan smoked sausage. You can try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available. And on special, fresh fryers, a buck fifty nine a pound. When you buy three or more, they're whole and uncut. And they're now serving homemade hot dogs and pulled pork in their barbecue section. Hot dogs are available in original and cheddar and custom processing on pigs and calves. They do that all year long. You can actually order a half calf or a hind quarter and have it processed any way you like. And wild game processing. This year they started making Vinny dogs and hog dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison. Our wild pigs bring something home from your hunt the whole family can enjoy all year long. The Belleville celebrating 41 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. All right. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 420 here in the Bayou City. All right, Bill, we are back, my friend. All right, I'm back with you. Good. Um, we uh, we do have a problem with some of our better fish getting caught out. Uh, there's a whole lot more knowledge of how to target the fish. Uh, there's a whole lot more people fishing than used to be. Uh, a number of guides seems to be pretty consistent over here. Uh, there's always uh, five or six that want to try it every year, and most of them don't make it. They find out that it's way too hard, way too expensive, and uh, they don't really want to work that hard. There's a combination of things that makes them start off real fast and then quit. And a lot of them want to just pay their boat note, which in today's terms is extremely expensive. But then you don't really, if you don't figure out how to replace everything that gets worn out at the end of the first year or so, you got a bunch of equipment that's worn out and you can't replace it because your budget won't allow it. 
So then you have to run more and more and more and more trips. So, you know, that's that's the way it works. If you've got a guy that's uh, running a cheaper boat, he's got him a used boat, maybe it's already paid for, and he jumps out there and he says, okay, I'm going to run, and I can run cheaper than everybody else, and I'll make it up by volume. Well, you will make it up by volume, but you're out there working all the time, and then the end result is the same. You still have to buy that expensive new outboard motor at the end of the term, whenever it wears out. You still got to build up enough cash flow to buy a new motor or a new trolling motor or yeah, a new pay power. pay for all motor. the things that break along the way, you know. And uh, all of that that broke along They're the way. They're one trip away from and, bankruptcy. <laughs> and gas and gasoline. And you just... It is not sustainable unless you sit down with a pen and a calculator and figure out what the service life is on all the valuable equipment that you've got bolted to that boat. Exactly. And then once you figure that out, and it takes a little thinking, you know, you got to pay it forward a little bit and think, okay, how long is my outboard motor going to last? How many hours will it run? And that doesn't even count maintenance along the way. Yeah, and, you know, and factor in uh, weather stretches there. You may pull a hurricane. You may be down and out for about 10 days or pull a freeze. Right. I mean, there's all those variables come into play, and you gotta, you just got to gotta make hay when the sun shines and put money back and just pray nothing bad happens. I mean, I've been That's through correct. every disaster you can think of in my career. Oil spills yes. shutting the bays down, and and freezes and hurricanes, and just it's just nuts. And floods and tornadoes. Well, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even bring up the fresh water deal, the F word. Good lord! <laughs> and the, and the sky is crying. Yes, <laughs> Stevie Ray Vaughan. That's it. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, look. It's, it is not a money-making business. No, it's you a living. Get it's in a there. good way to make a living, and you can work for yourself. That's right. It's a pretty good cash flow business. And you can, uh, if you do it right, and if you're good enough, uh, you can make it. You can control but your own destiny. There's some lean times and some fat times. And you got to be able to manage your money. You got to be able to think ahead. You can, there's just so much that goes into being a good guy. Yeah, not a lot of family you, time either. You know, I think of all the no neglect I gave my family over the years when I was so hard into it and running seven days a week. And you know, when you back that boat in the driveway after you come in in the evenings, it's not over. It's Tons no. of phone calls. You got to revamp for everything the next day. Maybe have to respool some reels, clean your rig. I mean, it just—it's uh, very time-consuming, and uh, you yes. lose a lot of—you lose a lot of quality time with your kids and family and everything else. I remember having to just drive out a fish so I could go coach a little league baseball practice, you know, or have an early baseball game. Just have to leave him bite and said, "Well, boys, we've had a good day. We caught him up. I got to roll though. I got to, I got to get to the ball field. <laughs> you know that kind of deal. Yeah. It, uh, then you do that and then have to get home and then you're up late at night getting your rig cleaned up and everything set for the next day. Staying in touch with all your future trips coming up. People calling, hey, y'all getting them? I mean, hey, I'll call you the night before the trip and I'll set a time and a place." That's right, and all of that has to be factored in. So, it yeah, does. you wind up working a 12-hour a day by the time you leave the house in the morning, by the time you get back, mm -hmm. uh, regardless of how much driving time you have, you're still going to work 11, 12 hours well, by the time you park that boat. And, and then you might just have to wash it, and there's another 30 or 40 minutes. So it, it's never-ending. And you be sure that that's what you want before you bail off into it. And uh, 
all of the ones that wind up charging cheap rates are going to finally figure out that they're not making any money and they're going to have to, and they're working themselves to death. Yeah, and they're going to have money. to go up on I their did it rates. for years. I mean, even though yeah. we charged, you know, premium price for what the going rate was for trips with everybody else, it would just. It's like a big old tractor stuck in the mud and nothing, you know, just spinning your wheels. You're just trading money. You're paying bills and uh, making a living. That's it. That's it. Unless you're one of those lucky guys that gets to go to work for a corporation on retainer and uh, they pay you a steady paycheck every month and, uh, you know, whether you're working or not because – they want to entertain their customers. They have many customers they want to entertain. And those guys seem to, they seem to do pretty well on the outside. But if you get on the inside of that, it's probably not that great either. Yeah. It's, man, you can, we can spend it any way you want. I mean, it's just like the amount of fish we have coastwide now. And, you know, I don't, I, I know a lot of great fishermen. I mean, I've fished with them and against them in tournaments, and, you know, they're personal friends from the entire coast. I have all of them down, and it's uh, at the rate we're going, it's not sustainable. And you can't, you know, all that stuff I was reading on that, on that thread, you know, they're blaming croakers, they're blaming... I mean, blaming everything but the, what the problem really is. And it's, you look at the development on this Texas coast, especially up this way on the upper coast. I mean, we're just, we're out of room. Where else are you going to put another beach house or a chemical plant or a, you know, a warehousing district or any of that? It's a, We've turned into just nothing but concrete all around our whole bay system and all the runoff, just all the pollutants that go with it. That's an environmental issue, and if you look up and down this coast where the best fishing's been since the freezes, you know, and people, they forget real quick. Last year we had a freeze, and then in 2021, that February freeze. Anybody that thinks any fish didn't die than that, I've got some good property. I'd like to sell them, but <laughs> it, uh, you know, you look down uh, in that stretch from Corpus to uh, South Padre, it's not land. It's not land with nothing but, you know. You know it's open. There's it's still a good environment. You don't have all the changes, all the development, and everything all the way down. And that's where the best fishing is right now. Think about that. And uh, it, man, there's just so many variables to this. It, it's hard to blame any or one particular thing. It all boils down to the fishermen need to police themselves and say, hey, am I doing what's right? Am I really taking care of the resource? And uh, what can I do to make things better? And to, you know, you just got to look at all those things. And there's, there's no magic. There's no magic pill for this. It's just there's a lot of, no. uh, just a, a lot of immense pressure when I first started out at this, I can remember way more boats. I mean, just more people fishing because we we had so many millions of fish. I mean, anybody that could get a rod and reel in their hand, they were going fishing. It was just that stupid. And now it's not as good. These fish are concentrated. They're, they're more like pods of fish instead of mega schools. And everybody knows where they're at. And that's... And especially guides, I mean, they got to catch fish. They have to go back to the same place every single day. If they didn't have that spot, they're not going to catch anything. It's not like you can go anywhere and get them now. Yeah, you can't go everywhere. No. And used to, you could. <laughs> I remember I'd pull out no, of Thompson's, and I'd come out of Tabs Bay, hang a left, and I would fish. And a guided trip, and one day, if it were, I had boat fishermen, no wade fishermen, I could fish all the way up the west side, all the way across the north end of the bay, and all the way down the east side, and then back home, and I would have worked at least 20 to 30 schools. I'm talking mega schools of fish that yeah. day, just working slicks and mud bulls. I didn't have to go fish structure or target anything. 
I stayed away from the crowds and did that. That gave me an overview of how abundant the fishery was. You can't do that now. They, they don't even make a gas tank big enough in your boat to go look for fish like that anymore. No. No, they don't. That's uh, that's a problem right there. And uh, you just can't. It's not sustainable. You can't do it. There's just not that many fish. No. I mean, I, I we used to sit around and talk. I'd, I'd work out of a lodge over there on the Louisiana side. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd, we'd discuss where we were going to go fish that day. Hey, let's go over to the north end. We hadn't been over there for a while. And we'd bust out of the bio and go straight across and, and hit the north end, and there'd be fish there. Right. And, uh, okay, which way is the wind blowing today? Let's go see what. And we'd fish over there. And yeah, you just play the wind and the weather, and there was area. fish everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then we'd take off and go down to the channel. You know, we'd run down to the channel, launch down there, and and catch fish. And then the next day, we might be on the west side, right? Depending on the wind direction. But there was fish everywhere we went, right? And it was uh, uh I miss those days. Yeah, we all do. I really do. And it, uh, but it's, uh, I don't know. You just. <laughs> You know, you can you can argue with people over this, but it you know, seeing's believing. If they had never seen it, they don't believe it. They're not going to believe it, and no. they think that this right now, what we're going through, is is excellent, but it's not. It it scares me, you know, because I I, yeah. I know, I and there's just uh, you get these imbalances within your environment of the bay, whether it's habitat loss or environmental fallout and and all these play critical factors into growing fish and producing fish and all species of marine life and it just man we could talk for days on this this would make a a really good topic for a soapbox sunday just devote the whole show to i guess hear everybody hear everybody gripe and complain about everything but it uh it's not going to get any better till everybody comes together and works together and uh, does something about it, and because uh, TPNW, they're apparently they think it's okay to go back to what we had. And I know guys that say, "Yeah, we could do that," but not everybody's going to take advantage of it. They they just they measure their pleasure and what they can stack on a dock and take a photo of and say, "Hey, I got them." It's all about the limits. It'd still be if they went to one fish per person limit. For the entire coast, you'd still see, if you had a three-man party, you'd still see dock shots of four dead trout on there. You know, That's right, you would. You would. I mean, it's just. Uh... Yes. <laughs> That's right. But, you know, and, I just, uh, I just you know, uh, couldn't believe what I was reading yesterday. And so, so many people are just really out of touch. And some are in touch. There was some good... Uh, good replies on there and good statements but it's uh we're all against each other instead of being together and being for the fishery to make it better it's somebody else's fault they don't look at themselves it's and i'm i'm not going to point the finger at anybody and blame it just on them it's it's a, a combination thing but i think the biggest part is environmental and uh, habitat that's that's it that's, that's true the key. i that's, i think that that's too. the biggest part Oh, well. All right, Bill. Well, hey, man, watch that old hot hair dryer wind blow all day. It's supposed to do it. It's uh, hot yep. and windy. But if somebody wants to call I'll you be... about coming over and fishing, you got. I guess you got some openings, huh? I got openings. I've been plenty of them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I all got an right. opening every day you want to fish. I mean, like I say, the bottom fell out, and I'm just sitting here, uh, sitting on the bank guide service. That's what I'm doing. All right. We'll throw them out of numbers. Maybe somebody wants to come go with you, bud. 409-673-9211. All right, my friend. Bill, have a good day, and I'll talk to you Saturday. We'll uh, we'll solve some more problems. And we will more. have fish to catch. 
right, buddy. Absolutely. <laughs> See you, man. Take care, man. All right. Well, you know, the 34th Annual CCA Texas Star Tournament, that's currently going on. That'll run all summer long. It started Memorial Day weekend. It'll run through Labor Day. It's all brought to you by your Texas Ford dealers, Tilson Homes, and Academy Sports and Outdoors. If you sign up today, you can take advantage of over a million dollars in prizes and scholarships and prizes for inshore and offshore divisions. They have 120 tagged redfish swimming around in inshore waters just waiting to be caught and other species to fish for inshore like gaff top, drum, and sheephead. Offshore fish for great prizes when you catch red snapper, ling, dolphin, and kingfish. Go to startournament.org for rules, entry, and prize information. And the CCA Star is brought to you by other great sponsors like Mercury Marine, Shiner Bach, Hall Power Polaris, Texas Fish and Game Magazine, ABC 13, Cryptic, and Coastline Trailers, just to name a few. Go to startournament.org, 713-626-4222, and get signed up today. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, let's go up to Conroe. Let's check in with a with a fish dude himself, oh, Richard Tosh. Richard, what's up, man? That temperature's up, that's for sure. Oh, <laughs> no, come on, man. <laughs> it's 84 degrees already. Good night. That's killer. That, that, if it wasn't for this breeze blowing out here, it, you couldn't do it. I mean, it's just... It'd yeah, but it turns into a hairdryer about 1 or 2 o'clock, man. I was out bouncing around yesterday, and then from about 1 to 4 o'clock, it's just, yeah. I mean, well, we got a you nice breeze. I said, yeah, I feel that. It feels like somebody's blowing a hairdryer on you. It Brazy. sure does. There ain't no doubt. Once it gets warmed up, you know, this, this morning, that's why I'm only doing morning stuff. I mean, good night. You get out here, and in the mornings, it feels good until like, about 11, 12 o'clock, man. Then it's yeah. over. I mean, yeah, it's fine. You got to go. <laughs> you got to go after that because I mean, it just like you say, it's a hair dryer. I mean, then in the evenings, I, I, you know, you start stirring around about five or six, wanting to do something, no. but really, it doesn't start feeling good till about seven o'clock. That's I right. Think it's time That's to right. go nocturnal. <laughs> I heard that. I'd love to, but it's just oh no, I'm not into the night fishing. I'm not into it at all, but that's that's all right. I go coon hunting tonight, but I ain't gonna go night fishing. Right. So, but it's I mean it's all it's all good. I got dang no hybrids though. I think they're starting to quit on me. I mean it's it's I've had two days so far. Kind of slowing week. down on you, bro. Yeah, I don't know. It's, well, it's about time. I mean, normally they shut down the first part of July, so it's lasted a little longer than normal. Right. Sun, Sunday I had a hard time finding them. Then we finally found a bunch of them, and they. They, uh, then yesterday got out there and went to, you know, we had, I think we had seven or eight big, bigger ones and then had a couple of smaller ones too. And, uh, they just, I had to look for them. I just move around a whole lot. And I, I don't know if it's the wind blowing a little bit harder or, or what, cause it, you know, it, it's blowing pretty good out here this morning. I'm, I'm guessing probably 12 to 15 mile an hour wind right now. And that's fine. Like I say, it keeps it kind of cooler this in the mornings, but. But uh, you know, and those the fish that I've got found, they, they're kind of sitting where that wind's blowing right on top of a little underwater point out there. So it right. just, you know, yesterday I, I checked. Oh, good night! I probably checked six or seven different spots yesterday, and only had like three different spots where they were where there was fish at. You know, and they actually wanted to bite. So, but we had several of them pull off and break off, and all kinds of junk going on. So it's you know. I'm, I'm still finding them. It's just not near as near as busy as it has been, and, and maybe today will be completely different. I don't know. I mean, it's, it seems like every three or four days they'll slow down, and then boom, they pick right back up when I least expect it. So, yeah, if you don't go, you don't know. That's right. That's exactly right. Can't do it sitting on the couch. There ain't no doubt. And that's that ain't gonna happen with me anyway. You know that. So, and then. I guess I'm gonna have to get back into catfishing, so and that's fine too. I mean, catfish ought to be doing great. I mean, it's it's just one of those things. I've I've not been catfishing a lot in the well the whole month. I mean, because that hybrids have been just doing way too good. So I, can't I hadn't leave heard I hadn't heard much on brim fishing this year. I'll see a few you know posts on it. Well, you, you know, or 
Well, well you wait till tomorrow. I got a brim trip tomorrow. Oh, do you? Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. So that's a perfect timing right there. We'll find out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna hit some of these brim beds. There's there's some gigantic brim beds around the lake. I mean, it's when you get on your side image and you go to looking around, man, you can find a whole bunch of them in places right. that you wouldn't even expect. You know, there's there's some of them I found. They're sitting out there in 15, 16 foot of water. It's like mm-hmm. a brim. But yeah, I mean, them rascals are down there that deep. So, and then there's other ones that are, you know, five, six foot, eight foot deep. And, you know, those are those are the ones I'm going to be targeting tomorrow, those little shallower ones, that six to eight foot brim beds, because there's a bunch of them out there. Well, that's just normal. There's, the shallower fish are, the easier they are to catch. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, there's no doubt about that. I mean, there's a little place out here on, on the lake called Crouch Lake, and there's a that paddle boat over at Seven Coves. All behind it, that whole Crouch Lake is completely covered up. Now, this is probably a, I'm going to guess it's probably going to be about a 30-acre pond is what it was mm. before the lake filled up. And, it's, you know, all along the edges of that pond where, where it used to be, it's, uh, you know, anybody knows the lake between the paddle boat there at Seven Coves and Bird Island, that's yeah. Crouch Lake. And, and you go around that whole thing, it's covered up with brim beds. They're everywhere. I mean, there's just because there was a couple of years ago, all I did was side image everything, trying to find all the brim beds I could possibly find. Because, you know, normally those bass, once those brim get up there and start spawning and get on those beds, those bass start eating them. So that's what I was doing, trying to find all the brim beds. But that little part of the lake right there is just so full of them, it is unreal. Right. I mean, it's you can sit right there and just haul them out all day long and never – Never even have to really move because some of these brown beds are like, you know, 20 yards wide and 100 yards long. So, they're, mm-hmm. I mean, it's huge. It's, so, uh, like I say, we're going to check them out tomorrow and see what they want to do. Cool. <laughs> they ain't no doubt. Get, get some well. mealworms and night crawlers on them. Drop them out there and see if they want to eat. Because it's in, I like I say, there's just so many of them around. I need to go look looking for some more because they, they tend to change up on you every once in a while. It's like right here at Stowaway along the bridge. I'll be, I'll come out and there's a little section. There's a little palmetto bush right on the, right on the uh, north side of the bridge here at Stowaway, and yeah. that, you know that little palmetto bush normally got a big old snake in it, but but everybody walks along there and uh, from that palmetto bush out for about 20 yards towards the towards the bridge, there usually gets to be a, a really good brim bed right there. Yeah, I always see it start every year. It'll start off in a little bitty section, then it just kind of grows and grows. It just gets bigger. So, and I may even hit some of Texas old stuff over there. It kind of depends on, kind of depends on the wind and everything tomorrow. How it's blowing, I think it maintains the same direction. We'll be good because Texas right, is a little spot over there is good. All right, man. Well, I got to get rolling. I'm running out of time fast this morning. It's flying on by, buddy. But if somebody wants to call you about coming up to Conroe and doing some kind of fishing trip, how they get a hold yep. of you, Richard? Give them some info, buddy. All right, Mickey, you will get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudetx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudetx.com. All right, bud. Richard, you have a good day, and uh, hope you catch them up, get what you need, or find what you're looking for. Be safe. Yes, out there, sir. Buddy. All right, Richard. Thank you. All right, later. All right. All right. That's the fish dude up on Lake Conroe. Let's run to Matagorda now and check in with Captain Charlie Paradoski. Charlie P., what's up? Hey, good morning, Mickey. How are hey, you? Hey, man. How are you? Well, same old stuff, just like a broken record. It's hot and fishing slow, and <laughs> trying to make trying to make a day out of it. Right. So, ain't much going on. That wind blew yesterday, Mickey. Uh, really, yeah, for the dude. first time, it, it, it blew hard. And, and all we've been doing is uh, we've been messing with Wade's kids all week, and that's what we got to do again today. But uh, been catching redfish, you know, enough to keep their interest up. Mm-hmm. And uh, yesterday, that didn't happen. It, it just blew too hard. We had two on them. They come off. And, you know, if those kids aren't catching fish, they're sitting down on their cell phone. So if you're not fishing, yeah. you ain't going to catch them. So. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, 
Yeah. And, uh, Just anywhere you go, you know, I, I mean, everybody's head's in a phone. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. It's, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and now we got the we got the oil man's tournament now this weekend, so we yeah. got to deal with that the next couple of days. So, but uh, <clears throat> you know, fishing's just not that great. And uh, no, it's not. I guess this heat's got yeah, and you know, this heat is uh, making it tougher. So, just pecking away on a few fish right now. Now the wade fishermen with croakers are doing better, but. The last couple of days, they struggled, too. So, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have some fish to catch this fall. I don't know. Hey, did, did you see on Bink Sand Sunrise Properties uh, the uh, Yellow Bucket Buyback Program? <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I hadn't looked at that. I'll check I it out saw later. that yesterday. I, I couldn't help but crack up laughing. <laughs> yeah. Ask us about our yellow bucket buyback program. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> that is a good, one. <laughs> good humor. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, most of these some of these kids fish a lot with their with their families and friends. Right. We got, we've got crews of young ones down here that have their own boats and uh, and and they're putting a dent in them fish around here with them croakers. And yeah. you know, and some of them, some of them are double dipping, and, and yeah, you know, we I heard that. I got a text the other too, day but, about that. Guys that are doing it are bragging yeah. about doing it. Oh yeah, we had one bragging that he put fifteen on a stringer so he could take a stringer shot, and then went back to the boat and he kept the three best ones and released the rest. Yeah, you think you those think fish really fish made it? <laughs> and this heat, no. come on, man! Don't. <laughs> Don't waste your time. So, I don't know. We did stuff, crazy stuff, too, when we were young. But Yeah, uh, but it was legal. Realize. It was legal, though. Yeah. It was that legal is not legal. Plenty of fish. Yeah. Yeah, and there was, there was fish on every street corner. Yeah. There was fish on every it's street all corner. About that, corner but it's all about that photo, bud. Yeah. I know. Let them learn the hard way. They'll never see what we saw, but uh, they're enjoying it now. Now, if they keep this up, they sure as hell won't. Yeah. I can't believe we're going to go back to that other limit the way things are right now. I know. uh, 99% of the fishermen I know want to keep it like it is for another year or two. Yeah. I mean, it's fine, and it's sustainable. It is what it is. We're in those summer's doldrums right now. Let's buffalo hunt out, man. Yeah. Kill them till there ain't no more. Then move on. Go to the next spot. That's what's happening. Yeah, it is. Right before our eyes. Yeah. Uh, You think TPNW would have a better grip on this and that? I guess they still just go old school by their uh, net surveys go from there yeah i hadn't even seen them lately down here taking their no. surveys no it's... i guess they i guess because they know there ain't that many fish to, take, to see i don't know but awful quiet it is what it is we'll deal with it it is what it is so, i know you know well, oh, fishermen well, need to I, come together. They need to work together over this. It's up to us. You know, everybody needs to be good stewards of the sport because it is a sport. I mean, if you're having to fish to feed your family, there's, there's better ways, more more adequate yeah. ways. I mean, it's, I don't know what to say. I'm out of, I'm out of probabilities and any kind of answers. I just never thought I'd see well, it come to this. Never did. You know, all those smaller fish we've been catching last year, 15, 16 and a half. I, mm-hmm. gosh, I really thought we'd have a lot of fish, but uh, I don't know where they're at. Not yet. I guess they'll show up. We'll see. Yeah. It's the same every year. Nothing's changing. Yep. 
Nothing's changing. Uh, going the opposite direction. In the meantime, well, we'll just keep pecking away, Mickey. That's all we can do. Well, take them kids out and show them a good time. Get on them good this morning, Charlie, so they won't be on their cell phones, buddy. We're going to try. We're going to try. <laughs> Get them some dog shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Follow suit. All right, That's brother. It. Well, if somebody wants to call you about coming down and fishing with you in Matagorda, Charlie, give them some info. Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401. All right, Charlie P. Always good talking to you. You be safe out there. Take care, Mickey. Later, man. All right, that's Captain Charlie Paradoski in Matagorda. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 